Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Okay, I don't know. Whatever it is, it's not right on a teleprompter. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. Okay. Yeah, I can't read it. There's no, there's no words on it. Sure. There's yeah. no words there. I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. In five, four, three. All right. Welcome to season six, episode nine of Let's Go Blues Radio. My name is Kurt Price, and my Twitter handle is at Kurt Price. I'm here with my co-host, Bill Day, whose Twitter handle is at Billy Blue Note, and Jeff Ponder, whose Twitter handle is at jponder94. Uh, the three of us are live on this Wednesday, this Tuesday, November 28th, 2017. This is franchise episode number 112 all time. If you want to send us a tweet, send it to at LGB Radio, and we will read it on the air. If you'd like to join us on the air to talk some hockeys, go to letsgoblues.com slash radio and click on the join button later on in the show, and we will let you know uh, when that is available. Uh, good evening, fellas. How was your uh, Thanksgiving break? We haven't done a show in a couple weeks now. Yeah, yeah it's been quite a while. Mm, no, so yeah, Thanksgiving, uh, Thanksgiving was uh, yeah, come and gone already. How is that possible? But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was good. Um, you know, a couple weeks uh, in between shows, a lot of a lot of the hockey's got played. <laughs> I Thanksgiving is one of those holidays where, as a kid, I hated it, and as an adult, I kind of like it quite a bit. Did a complete one eighty. Or, or as uh, some uh, social media users would say, I did a complete 360. <laughs> <laughs> See, right back to the way you were thinking. Right back to where you were going in the first place, right? Uh, no, I've actually always liked Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, I, when I was a kid, I it was kind of, you know, the, the kickoff to Christmas for a kid. So it was always exciting to, uh, to get into that time because that meant your break for school was coming and... Uh, obviously get presents on Christmas. So no, I, I had a, I had a pretty good Thanksgiving. We, uh, uh, nothing too crazy. Uh, almost every year we do the wife's family in the afternoon and then my family at night, the wife's family, uh, went out of town. So we didn't have to go over there this year, which, you know, I mean, I like going over there. Don't get me wrong, but, uh, only having to go to one place on Thanksgiving is unbelievably awesome. So that was great. We've traditionally only been, uh, I think, uh, go to one place on Thanksgiving. Christmas, different story. Uh, as kids, we go to different places, but Thanksgiving was always one. Uh, one, one day. Not We've done like multiple days, different houses, but never more than one place on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, and for, for us, it's we, uh, we just go to her parents. Her mom makes a great Thanksgiving meal. Uh, I'm not big on uh, football, but... Uh, Thanksgiving, how can you not eat a huge meal, drink some good booze, and fall asleep watching football on the couch? I mean, that's, I've come to embrace that. The one day of the year I look forward to football. 
Do you guys ever make a turkey for Thanksgiving or any uh, any day? Make no. a, a whole bird? No. I have a couple times. And uh, yeah, I, some people may find this disgusting. I think it's, it, it, if you're going to make a turkey ever, do this. Do this. It, it, it's, it's, it's good. You got, the, you got the turkey. All right. It's all defrosted. They thought I thawed. And uh, you, you peel the skin up. You, you stick your hand between the meat and the skin. You kind of work your hand down. So it's all the way between the <laughs> between the meat and the skin, and you carry the, you know, separate the skin from the meat, right? And you get this this softened butter herb mixture, right? And you just go a big handful of it and just smear it underneath the skin on the meat. Then you put the you know, make sure it's all flat, and then you kind of butter it on top a little bit too. Put it in the oven. You get fantastic crispy uh, uh, skin with a nice juice juicy uh, moist uh, meat of the bird with the breast because it's it's all got tons of butter under the skin it's i'm telling you it's it's the way to go my uh, my mom does the cooking and my brother does the uh the the carving so i'm i'm not included in that at all until i start hosting thanksgiving which hopefully that's like 40 years down the line <laughs> when do you start hosting or if you ever cook a, a turkey give that a go i will remember this episode what episode number is this 112 112. I will remember that. I will listen to this in 40 years. A one plus my hockey number, which you will never forget. I will never forget that, especially after that unbelievable shootout goal. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> which, you know, that is uh, actually up. Uh, well, let's uh, uh, the Ponder uh, Cup tournament recap. Uh, that happened. The tournament happened. And just so everyone knows, that that's this is going to be the whole show. We're just going to talk about the Ponder tournament, and that's it. It's about us. So, so kick back. Right. <laughs> uh, no, the uh, the tournament went off great. Um, we had an, an honored guest in attendance uh, by the name of Bill Day, so that was exciting. Yeah. Bill made an appearance. I I made an appearance. Um, and uh, yeah, it uh, it was. I forgot how bad hockey players smell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you get, you get, you know what? How many, how many guys did you have in the tournament? Fifty plus, 40, 45. 45. 45 guys in hockey gear for a uh, seven, eight hour tournament. Wow! Like, you know, it, it used to be I would walk into the uh, the ice arena and you just, you know, you get that that kind of that the chill in the air and the smell of of. Uh, you know the rubber flooring, you know where the players walk, and it's just like nostalgia. You walk into uh, a roller hockey rink, and oh my god, it just like kicks you in the nuts. Oh, it was it was brutal. Yeah, all, all of all my good. ice hockey teammates, all my ice hockey teammates have always told me that roller hockey players are also worse about washing their gear. Which I, I know a guy I uh, won't say names, but. Um, a former co-host of the show um, <laughs> who uh, he literally bad hockey player story. Um, his Jersey, we had white jerseys. It was so grossly tainted from How his. Grossly sweat was it? Go ahead. Sorry. That one of my teammates said, I'm answering you that one of my teammates said, uh, Hey, let me take that home and wash that for you. Cause we had these jerseys for two years. He had never washed it. Oh. My buddy said he ran it with bleach in the washer six times, and it still came back pretty yellow. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it ugh, I, it's uh, it's disgusting. 
wash your gear, hockey players. Good lord. I wash my gear. I never when I was a kid. Uh, but I, I do. I have since I've like uh, you know, became an adult and semi responsible. You know, even when I, when I was a kid, yeah, there's um, there was times I had my parents tell me, "Hey, you got to wash that. You're smelling up the garage." I smell delight. But, uh, well, you do smell like uh, like beautiful roses on a spring morning, <laughs> all the time. Uh, but no, Kurt and I played in the same team in this tournament, and uh, uh, we went to the championship and unfortunately lost um, to Team Wolf. Uh, that is the man's last name. They did not name their team that. The Wolf Pack, as we were calling them. Uh, it was a, a really just a... I thought there was a lot of a good plays, good skill in all the games. Um, the, the the game of the tournament, though, was the first round of the playoffs. That was that was the game. Mean, of that. Second that. game of the first round. I agree. Yeah, the, the, yeah our game. The, that, that, was the, that was the best game of the playoffs. Yeah, we, uh, we, we, went, uh, we were tied. So uh, in tournament play, at least in inline hockey, it always goes to a shootout, no overtime. And uh, three goals Kirk scored. Price. Nine and a half, though. What's that? Another game. Tied it late. Yeah, three. Went up by one yep. later than that, and then tied it with 30 seconds to go. So that was that was an exciting finish to the, the regulation. But go ahead. Yeah, and we, we scored with, yeah, about a minute left. And I remember being on the rink and just, oh, my God, like screaming, most have celebrated in years. And then they just come right back and score. Uh, so that was not exciting. Um, but uh, for us. But um, yeah, we went in the shootout. Uh, you were the fifth shooter, right, Kurt? Mm -hmm. Yep. And uh, Kurt did something in a shootout that um, I will admit, I, I don't think I've seen anyone actually pull it off successfully uh, <laughs> until now. Kurt came in on a very good goalie, one of the best inline goalies I've honestly ever seen, uh, faked a slap shot, and then the goalie bit. He he really thought he was going to shoot it, and Kurt, you can tell your side in a minute, Kurt pulls it to the backhand, scores along the rink, and then uh, we go on to win to go to the championship. So that was a uh, very impressive goal there, Kurt. Thank God you scored because I would have been the next shooter. <laughs> um. Well, he 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 bit on the move because I up until up until the, my downswing on the slap shot, I was gonna I was gonna follow through on it. I was gonna take the slap shot, so I, I changed my mind in mid shot. So um, I pert near faked myself out. But uh, yeah, no, I and I, I told you after the game, I said that was a, I had never done that in a shootout. I've taken shootout goals. I've taken shootouts uh, before, and and uh, I've 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 got moves I go to. I've never tried that. Uh, ever to do the fake slap shot and then cut to the middle and and uh, wait and wait and wait and he came out kind of far yeah he and did. so I, the teammates when I got back to the bench they said they the, the, the angle they were looking at the goal they couldn't see how much room I had and they were wondering why I wasn't shooting I'm like because I was getting the best angle I could because he was like he was like six feet out of the goal and he dove back and I had like three feet to shoot at so I just wanted to just get that whole three feet to shoot at and just just slid it in it was yeah I was I was uh yeah that was I was I was kind of happy about that ball. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty. Um, we, yeah, I I was very impressed, Kurt. That was uh, one of the more memorable plays of the tournament. I think was that that beautiful goal, plus the saves by our goalie in the shootout that uh, really pushed us to the championship. But as I said, we lost in the championship. We had to play a back to back against who was obviously the best team, and uh, we just didn't have a lot of wind in our sails for the last game. So. 
unfortunate that uh, Team Ponder lost the Ponder tournament, but uh, it was a good time. Second place, nothing to nothing to uh, be too upset about with that. And uh, we raised a lot of money. Um, we still have not worked out with the rink how much we owe uh, them, but as of right now, we're sitting right around three thousand dollars. So. Uh, very successful night. A lot of happy people with the raffle prizes, and uh, all, all, all in all, just a, uh, a a good night for hockey. Plus, the Blues won that night. It was yeah. a lot of fun. yeah. And uh, highlights of uh, the games that I got to see, um, you know, and I tweeted about this was uh, Kurt Price throwing a check at a charity hockey game. I told you. I said if we're losing eight to three, which we were. Something like that. Uh, I, you know, it's late in the game, and you're I'm gonna send hit. a message. Someone's getting hit. I, that wasn't. It wasn't bad. It was just a, you know, open ice. Uh, uh, hit. You know, he was he was a puck carrier. It wasn't like it wasn't like interference or anything. Right, and uh, he got the penalty on the play. <laughs> well, I got a penalty on the play. I think. Yeah, it was it was matching minors, but uh, you know, you pissed him off enough. He threw your stick. I did throw my stick. <laughs> yeah. But I, uh, I I got a, a shit penalty called on me in that tournament too. Played a perfect defensive play, hooked the guy's stick up in the air to where he couldn't get to the puck in front of our goalie, and uh, never touched his hands, nothing. And I got a call for interference. That, that was interference. Was the call? No, I'm sorry. It was uh, it was hooking. Yeah, that's a bad call. A you, really I mean, bad call. if you're if you're on top of his stick, hooking down. I can I get that, but you were under his stick, lift, stick lifting him, and and it wasn't up on his hands. So I mean, that's that's just a strong stick. That's all it is. Yeah, I just showed how much of a man I am. That's a bad call. Agreed. I had a, I had two penalties. I had the, that that one for checking. And I had the uh, roughing. They got me four, and I got the uh, the one for uh, uh, slashing, which was stick on stick. It wasn't it wasn't on body. Um, I thought there were stick fractions on faceoffs every time there's a faceoff, but whatever. Oh well, yeah. Oh well, <clears throat> yeah. Never using those refs again. <laughs> I thought they did. I thought they did an okay job. I, I mean, you know, they were they were fine. No, they did good. They, they were uh, some of the better refs we've had actually in these tournaments. So, uh, yeah, kudos to them. I think I think they missed the call though in the corner with uh, what's his name, the guy that was kind of uh, talking on the rank uh, in the corner, kind of was uh, pressed against the boards and kind of collapsed. I thought that was kind of oh Petrov. Is that his name? Yeah. I thought it was kind of a dive. Yep. But, you know. Oh, so uh, <laughs> uh, don't forget to visit the letsgoblues.com uh, shop, online shop. We can get the uh, get some shirts, mugs, and stickers. Beers of this episode. Bill, you tweeted something out. What do you got? You got, the, you got an Imperial Stout tonight. I do uh, for my first beer. Um, I, I think I'm I'm gonna go two tonight. But uh, my first one is uh, Darkness Russian Imperial Stout by Surly Brewing. I have uh, been espousing uh, the the wonder that is Surly uh, all season. Uh, I think this is my third or fourth one that I've had on the show, um, and uh, it's the first stout I've had by them, and it is quite amazing. Uh, just a real silky smooth, uh, chocolatey imperial stout. Uh, enjoyed the uh, the first half of the bomber. Um, let's see if I can get the bomber in the picture there. Um, enjoyed the first half of it. 
half of it with a stogie on the deck on this you know late november unseasonable unseasonably warm weather that we had and uh it was perfect night last night mr uh mr ponder i have not uh, tweeted mine out yet but i will do so um felt uh felt a little pumpkiny tonight so went with the uh schlafly pumpkin ale uh one of my favorites um if you can see it there uh, it's just, uh, you know, as far as the pumpkin beers go, I think Schlafly and O'Fallon both, um, take the cake for St. Louis breweries. I mean, there's some great ones. The pumpkin's great, but, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm a big fan of the Schlafly and the O'Fallon, uh, couldn't find the O'Fallon anywhere. So went with, uh, Schlafly who, uh, I want to say it's my second choice because they're both just, uh, they're both smooth and. And actually tastes a lot of these don't even taste like it's a pumpkin beer. It just tastes kind of fruity. And uh these these taste like you're drinking a pumpkin. Yeah, that's uh not to not to try to out do you, but my second beer is Schlafly's Ibex Cellar pumpkin Ooh, ale. It is stuff. it's it's awesome. So provided I make it to it, uh I will uh I'll definitely share that with you guys. Well, not literally, but I I will I'll show that I am drinking that. Uh, I am tweeting this out as I speak here. Oh, I apply a filter to it. Nah, just tweet it out. There we go. Uh, mine is, uh, I've, I'm kind of, I think anything extra special for the show, uh, different for the show. Uh, I've had this before the Sam Adams cherry wheat, which I like quite a bit. Last time I had this, I think I paired it with M&Ms on the show mm -hmm. and I, which was quite good. But uh, if you haven't had the Sam Adams Cherry Wheat with M&M's, uh, give it a go. It's good. But I don't have M&M's tonight. But it's, uh, it's, it's, it's good. I, I enjoy it. It's crisp and slightly sweet, which is accurate. It's Just a, like you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. It's a wheat ale brewed with real cherries and natural flavors added. If you didn't know that from the name. Cherry Wheat. Wheat ale brewed with cherries. So there you have it. And there you are. Um, today in blue history, I don't know. I'm going to look this up again, but I don't think there was anything posted for today in blue's history. Oh my God. That guy is such a slacker. <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah. The last thing, nothing was posted today. So I'm assuming nothing interesting happened, <laughs> uh, at all in blue's history on uh, November 28th, uh, ever. In blues yeah, history, I'm, so. I'm gonna find something by the end of the show. Don't worry. Well, if we look at schedule and results from, let's say, last blue season, which so November 28th was there a game? They played the Dallas Stars. Uh, okay, how about this? Uh, this day in blues history, uh, <laughs> November 28th, 2016, uh, Robbie Fabry scored a big goal, uh, his fifth of the season, assisted by Robert Bertuzzo. And the great Yori Laterra in the first period. Uh, and the Blues beat the Dallas Stars 4-3, to three, thanks to uh, David Perron's first star of the game. Woohoo! So uh, that that uh, Blues history moment uh, was not brought to you by the at STL Blues History Twitter account. That was brought to you by Mr. Jeff Ponder, the at jponder94 Twitter account. And, uh, and also ESPN.com. And ESPN.com. 
but you know they don't do hockey anymore so yeah mm, yeah tell that to Wyshynski. That's... It is interesting that they're the that's the first game recap that came up on Google. It was an ESPN one. Really? That is weird. Yeah. Uh okay, so since our since our last show, which was has been a while, the Blues went they played eight games. Eight games since the Blues last have, the Blues have opened the season since our last show. <laughs> they went uh, they went five and three. And uh, most recently with a uh, six to three win uh, against the Wild on Saturday, uh, which saw four special teams goals by the Blues, three power plays, three power play goals, and one shorthanded goal. And uh, Sammy uh, Blay got his first NHL goal in this game, so congratulations to him. And then, of course, we had the two nothing loss versus the Predators uh, the previous night. Uh, so in the Predators game. The Blues were, you know, got some criticism for not showing up, which, you know, is kind of true. They didn't play that well. Um, but uh, with that said, it was still a one to nothing game uh, before the empty net goal due to the stellar play of Carter Hutton, who I'm, I mean, remember how bad he was to start last season? And then he just turned it around like that. And he's been fantastic the past, what, how many games? Like, what, past, was it last half season? Or so, last year and the first this year has been fantastic as well. Hey, I have been his biggest critic. Uh, when that signing happened on this show, I said the Blues are going to regret it. When uh, Jake Allen was going through his issues last year and Carter Hutton was kind of relied on to be the starter, I uh, I said the Blues are going to have some trouble. Which he wasn't great, but he wasn't awful. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, really. I mean, it's been a whole team, but the turnaround for me with him when he really kind of started playing spectacular was when Mike Yo was hired. Yep. Um, I, I don't know if it has anything to do with it, if it was coincidence, if it was Martin Brodeur working with him instead of uh, um, uh, Mustache Man. Um, the old goalie coach. Oh, Ty Conklin. No. Oh no, Jim. Because no. uh, uh, Conklin, Conklin was part was uh, the, part of the goalie. There are Blues fans. Uh, there Mark are Blues played. fans screaming at us right now. Jim, uh, Jim Corsi. Yes. Corsi. Jim Corsi. Thank you, Jim Corsi. Uh, yeah. Ever, ever since I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but um, yeah. I mean, hey, as I say almost every episode, keep proving me wrong, Carter. Yeah. It it seems like we've uh, we've witnessed. Uh, kind of three different uh, Carter Huttons uh, in his time with the Blues. So the the guy that was signed, much maligned, and didn't look like he was going to do anything, to the guy who just couldn't lose on the road, to now just a solid, reliable backup in every, uh, you know, you can expect a, a good performance no matter what game he's in. Uh, especially on the road. He's been yeah. money, not to to use the kids' terms nowadays, he's been money on the road. But do kids still say money anymore? Or is that like uh, 10 years ago? Mm, yeah, those kids are all grown up now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so the Blues are 17-6-1 this season and are right now and are 7-3 seven, three, seven and three in their last 10 games and are in first place overall in the NHL still. Um and uh, have the second best goal differential with a plus 21, second to Tampa Bay is plus 24. So that's uh, 
And I remember last year they had uh, the, the, their goal differential was kind of bad, you know, negatives, negative six, seven, eight. Uh, and it took a long time for that to turn around. So it's good to see that their, uh, their goal differential is, uh, is where it is. And, it, and that's reflected in the standings too. I mean, it's, you, you score more than you don't, uh, you score more than you allow and you know, you're going to win some games. That's, uh, at least that's what they tell me. Um, Winnipeg is just a couple points behind the Blues in the conference, and uh, Las Vegas continues to play well. Uh, only they're only four points behind us in the conference with uh, two games in hand. So they went with two games in hand, and they are they'd be tied for first in the conference, which is kind of mind-boggling. I know before the season started, I I did not think they were going to be that good. I mean, I thought they'd be okay, but uh, not. I don't think anybody thought they're going to be like this. I'm I'm gonna refrain from pat myself on the back. Ponder did. You said you didn't. Yeah, you, let's go back and let's go find them when you said they were gonna be uh, a first place team. Or I said they the, were gonna win the division. Did you really? I did. Okay. That was my call. Um, because and and everybody, not you guys, but everybody that I talked to was like, no, 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 Dallas Stars. It's gonna be the Stars. Uh, I didn't say I didn't say Stars. No, I I know you didn't. I, I, but I but I was not big on Las Vegas at all. I mean, I thought they'd... Who was? I thought they finished like 10th or 11th in the conference, something like that. Dude, people... It, it's a, George McPhee was not big on Vegas. He, It's clear he drafted players in the expansion draft to trade at the trade deadline. Now he's going to have to keep those guys. I mean, there's no way he predicted his team would be this good. I didn't, I didn't think there was a chance in hell they'd make the playoffs. I really didn't. Me neither. Uh, I had them better than Vancouver, which Vancouver's yeah. in the playoff hunt. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we're still 24 or five games in, so. Yeah, I think everybody expected uh, Phoenix to not be as horseshit as they are, but man, they're just, they're, they're really an AHL team still. Um, but yeah, Vegas has just been lights out at home. And, uh, you know, I, what, what is their uh, home road split right now? Are they? They're like uh, they're, they're about five hundred on the road, like six and five, something like that. And they're like they have one loss at home, I think. Yeah, and it, I mean, if that's that is one way to be successful in the NHL, you know, be a be a five hundred road team, but a dominant home team. And uh, Gerard Gallant has those boys playing out of their minds. And uh, I mean, William Carlson. I mean, that guy is on fire right now. Uh, he was just kind of, you know, somebody that Columbus was really high on and then just gave up on and uh, exposed him in the draft and look what he's doing. They are nine and one at home and six, five and one away. And they are seven, two and one in the last 10. And they've won five in a row. They're playing they quite good. They're goaltending. Yeah, they, I don't their, get that. They're in their fourth goalie. I mean, some people even say their fifth goalie because they traded Calvin Pickard at the beginning of the year. So really, Maxine Legacy wasn't even supposed to be starting in the ECHL. Yet no, and they, he's yeah. playing well. And and uh, Malcolm Subban's come back. He's playing well. I mean, they're an anomaly. It's crazy. They've only, they've only allowed three more goals in the Blues. They played two less games. Uh, but they're scoring goals too, though. So they've they've scored three less. And the Blues, the Blues are the top scoring team in the West. And Vegas is only three goals behind with two less games played. So essentially, really, 
uh, Vegas is probably the top scoring team in the West right now. If you think about it. If you think about it. That's just crazy. I wish I'd go back and put 20 bucks on Vegas uh, before the season started. Mm, go to Vegas and put 20 bucks on Vegas? Yeah. Shoulda, woulda, coulda, shoulda. And okay, the Blues are eight points up on the Blackhawks, who have played better as of late. They beat up on Anaheim in the last game, seven to three, and the Blues take on the Ducks tomorrow night. So we'll see how that goes for us. There's my uh, my Ibex Cellar pumpkin ale for you, Jeff. Oh yeah, can I have a drink? I almost I I've got two Ibex Cellars upstairs, uh, stouts. Yeah, so I've had uh, each. They've got they've released uh, four of them at this point. So they had the the stouts last year, and I just had uh, finished my last one the other night. Um, they had the gooseberry goose, which I did not like at all, um, and then the Missouri local oak, which uh, was kind of similar to the gooseberry goose. Didn't like that much, but the pumpkin, oh man, so damn good. Uh, wasn't Gooseberry Goose uh, one of the villains in Scooby Doo? Um, it was one of the other uh, Hanna Barbera cartoons. Oh, okay. I thought it was the same episode as uh, uh, Spooky Space Kook. No, no. Which you're thinking of? Which witch is which? Oh, maybe I'm thinking of the Creeper. Maybe that um, one. That's probably it. <laughs> wasn't that Pink Panther's gay lover? Uh, what? This, this show is taking a turn. Yep. Like the horse in a brother Arthur, this show has started to turn. <laughs> <laughs> when are we? Uh, when are we going to get to the Patrick Berglund hour? I'm ready for this. Oh, um, I figured we'd talk about Shen Schwartz and Tarasenko. I know, I know, I know. About Steen. And uh, then, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. Tonight, and then Petrangelo, and then maybe we can just mention Berglund before we close the show out. <laughs> oh, come on, we gotta we gotta talk about Berglund for at least four hours. Berglund. Uh, plenty. <laughs> um, no, get, to get to your point before we really got derailed. Um, yeah, it's nice seeing the Blackhawks come out of the gate so weak. I mean, we, you guys Clay called it more than I did, and uh, obviously a lot of people have, that they're in danger of not making the playoffs this year with that defense. But it's not just the defense. They're, they're struggling with goal scoring. They're, uh, I mean, their goaltending has been okay, but they're also in – the toughest division in hockey, maybe even pro sports. So, uh, yeah, seeing them falter out of the gates kind of nice. But uh, I think we were talking off air before the show that eventually they're going to hit their stride and they're going to hit a winning streak. So it's nice to see the Blues build such a cushion right now. Points in the bank, as Kirk Price would say. Points in the bank. Can't argue science. <laughs> that doesn't apply. Um, but it's true. You can't argue it. Uh, some may try, but you cannot. Um, so uh, the uh, the Shen and Schwartz uh, and Tarasenko line, uh, they are one, two, and three in the NHL in plus minus with a plus nineteen for Schwartz, plus nineteen for Shen, and plus eighteen for Tarasenko. Well, that's kind of cool. Uh, Shen is sixth in the NHL in the scoring with thirty points. Your Laterra is 562nd in scoring for Philadelphia. <laughs> and he has two points. 562nd in the league in scoring, according to NHL.com. I'm sure he's tied with others with two points, but still. 
That's yeah, but he, he lit up Ryan Reeves when Ryan Reeves was trying to kill him last night. Did he? I didn't see that. Yeah, Reeves had him dead to rights, and uh, Reeves wound up on his ass. It was uh, pretty impressive. And uh, I don't know. It's the paradox that is Yori Laterra continues. Man, I, it just that's what the Blues are missing is that toughness. Right? <laughs> yep. Something yep. like that. <laughs> Chris Thorburn, something, something. <laughs> the the ability of Laterra to fold like a cheap suit when a body is put on him. Fold like a cheap suit. Fold, fold, fold like yeah. a lunch. Yeah. Like a cheap suit fold, right? I guess that's about three too many pints for uh, Kirk Price tonight. Fold like a cheap suit. <laughs> <laughs> that's a thing. I'm going to type that on Google. If fold. you're still listening, congratulations. <laughs> fold like, type into Google. Fold like a. The first recommended search is cheap suit. Thank I you. Don't think any, I don't think anyone was arguing with you. <laughs> It's, it's uh, the top search by uh, podcasters who are looking to ensure the, that they are using good words. Don't tell me my business. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Schwartz. Ghost on the podcast? It might be. It's not, it's not, my, not in my house. <laughs> uh, Schwartz is fifth in scoring with uh, 32 points, and Tarasenko is 11th with 28 points. So, we got a pretty good line. Probably the second best line in hockey. I, dude, I, listen, we talk about Braden Shen. We talk about the trade every single episode, and it's probably going to continue. But, oh, yeah, it is. How good about, is Braden Shen? We bitched about Laterra, and we suffered through Laterra for years. We get to enjoy this trade as long as we can. I mean, it's, it's not just Braden Shen has stepped in on the first or second line and played okay. He has been elite, an elite center. And it, it makes me think, and I'm, I'm not trying to give too much credit here to his line mates because I think he's doing a lot of it himself too, but we've said for years, what would the Blues look like with an elite center on a Tarasenko line? Right now they're getting it. Maybe in a year, maybe in two years, maybe Shen has dropped off and he's not that type of guy anymore. But right now... He is an elite center, and he's playing like it, and it's so much fun to watch because when was the last elite center the Blues had? Uh, Doug Waite, I guess. Yeah. Pierre Turgeon. Tur, mm. yeah. 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 I. It. Well, I mean, I. I think you'd have to go back as far as uh, I mean. Doug Waite was solid. He was he was definitely a number one center, but elite center. Yeah, Turgeon. I agree. I think I think you gotta go back as far as Turgeon. I agree. I always like Doug Waite, but yeah, he's he's a first line center on a good team, not a great team. Which is exactly what the Blues were. Yeah, he is a hell of a coach. And he's still a good looking man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean, come on. Come on, you guys are comfortable with your sexuality. You can admit that. He's a good-looking man. I'm, I'm very comfortable. I'm 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 enjoying it right now. But uh, the, I don't know, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, what are you looking at pictures of Doug Wade? It sounds funny. I that's all it, it sounded good in my head. So I said it. <laughs> uh no, uh I was gonna say something that's gone. I was thinking about sexuality. 
we, I, we might have the, a record-breaking number of derails this episode. You no, know, you know, I mean, it's been a couple of days in the last game, so it's what, Saturday. So, yeah, it's... Um, the Blues have an elite center right now. And we, we like you just said, Jeff, how long have we said we need an elite center for Tarasenko, the top line, and they, what's the result? We're in first place. So, in the league. But Tampa Bay won tonight, didn't they? Or they were, were winning. So, wouldn't that put them ahead of us? Uh, they would leapfrog us in the standings. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, they won tonight. The uh, the thing, the similarity between the Blues and the Lightning are that they have the two top lines in hockey. I mean, just the the Schwartz, Chen, Tarasenko line, and uh, Stamkos, Kucherov, and who's who's the who's the other one? Is it Nemestikov on that top line? I I can never remember. I can never keep it straight. Look it up. I can't forget. I forgot myself. Uh, it's Nemestikov or Palat, but I think it's Nemestikov. Yeah, I think uh, Palat's uh, second liner still. Yeah, but, I think so too. But yeah, I mean, just you see, Tampa last year, this was the team everybody expected them to have. And for whatever reason, they just couldn't. Well, probably because Stamkos is injured, uh, as he usually is. Uh, but they just they couldn't string it together. And this year, they're just tearing up the Eastern Conference. And yeah, they, I mean, it's not, it's not just Stamkos. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying that was very mm-hmm. the, the parent, the third line, the third person on the line. Name stick a neck and neck and neck and off. Isa Aikinen? Name stick a neck and neck and off. Not going to work here anymore. <laughs> not going to work. Oh, great. Uh oh boy, I've I've already lost what I was gonna say. Oh, I, you know, last year I think teams go through that. They have a, a just a sometimes they just have a bad year. And uh, yeah, I know a part of it was that that Stamkos was out, but they still had talent. And you look at the way they played at the end of the year. If they would have even played half that good, they would have been easily a, a top three team in their division. Um, so yeah, I. They're, they've finally found who they are. Um, the Blues are, I think, I think they're still playing a little over their heads because they played so well that it's been ridiculous. But I think that they're, this is about what this team is. And again, we've said this a million times on this show already. What if this team had Robbie Fabry? Oh, man. Yeah, the, when the Blues started off out of the gates hot, uh, we're all excited and we're like, okay, good, great. They're doing great. And we're, we're like all like tempered expectations. It's kind of like, okay, well, let's, let's see how we are after, after 20, 25 games. So we're right there. We're at 24 games played. Is that what it is? Yeah. So we're right there and coming into tonight first in the NHL. So, uh, I think right now, right now this team is how they are. They're, they're playing very well. So I guess, you know, Go in ten game increments and and okay, let's see how we are after thirty five games and then forty five games, and all of a sudden it's halfway through the season and uh, and I don't know. At at some point, this team uh, is going to have to be. I know some people are probably still tentative because we're Blues fans, but at some point here, we're going to have to go from this point forward and say, this is who this team is, and looking forward to playoffs and what we're going to do to solidify this team at the deadline. 
Yeah, I mean, this the team. This is obviously the the best regular season team the Blues have had, you know, since uh, probably two lockouts ago. Um, I mean, they're just they are they're firing on all cylinders. Their defense is really solid. Um, you know, I think the the biggest complaint anyone can have right now is the uh, the. Uh, special teams um you know they're they they need to get those shored up um but for regular season team this is you know this is must watch hockey you know must see hockey you got to tune in every game because it's it's going to deliver yeah we we uh obviously saw the blue which by the way side note nbc sports network carrying blues and oilers the other night whoa like yeah. you know, somebody with NBC Sports turned that on and was like, what what Black Hawk? What the, uh Penguins? What what someone didn't flip the switch? What what, what mm. wrong game, guys? Why are you in St. Louis? Um, but uh Who is this McDavid fellow? Yeah. Um, but no, I I I think that this is where, like, and, and that's why having that big win, I mean, I, that wasn't an exciting game by any means, but seeing what they can do on national TV, they've seen it a couple times now. Uh, you know, because it, it seemed like for a couple of years there, and, and maybe it was just us being Blues fans and believing in curses, but it always seemed like when the Blues had the national telecast, they put, laid an egg every single time. Now... They're starting to show people who they are. And we're going to get to something here that NHL.com posts about Alex Petrangelo. We'll get to that in a little bit. But they're starting to get the recognition. And that is great to see. Again, like Bill said, best regular season team we've seen so far since probably, I don't even want to talk about the President's Trophy year, but the year after they had another good year. Um so they're starting to get that notoriety that they used to get. I don't know if you guys remember Barry Melrose and Darren Pang and all those guys on ESPN. They always seem to mention the Blues every single segment. And and I think you're starting to see that more. I've seen Liam McHugh and, and all those other – not him, but the other clowns on NBC. I've seen them talk about the Blues during intermissions, and, and that's really great to see because this is a good hockey team, and they deserve it. Um, so I guess we can, uh, I hear that, uh, Berglund is going to make a return tomorrow evening. I'm not sure if you guys want to talk about it or not, but, um, he, uh, tomorrow versus the ducks, uh, Berglund is expected to play, uh, ahead of schedule by a couple weeks. I think it is, uh, nothing is official yet, but the decision will be made after the morning skate tomorrow, but it looks like he'll be in the lineup. He has yet to play in a game this season as he dislocated his shoulder during an off-season workout program. So, hey, hey guys, I got a question. Um, how many players scored twenty goals last year for the Blues? Um, eleven. Oh, wow. <laughs> how did they not win the Stanley Cup? I have no idea. As the Blues, the Blues in the playoffs. Now, I, you know, we could talk about. I I can make jokes about this, but I'll be honest. Um. Berglund's not going to score 20 goals. He's probably not going to score 15 goals. But I do think that having him in the lineup, and, I, and I'm just saying this from a, a, a fan standpoint, not as someone who's a uh, not a believer, but someone who 
doesn't hate Patrick Berglund like other people. Um, he's going to add an element to that third line that is necessary. They need a guy who can uh, fight for the puck at the quarters, which I, I think he does well. Um, a veteran who knows the team system. Um, I think getting him back on that third line, as long as he doesn't move up to the second line except for short stints, um, I think he's a, a great addition to that line. We've talked in the past. I mean, they're starting to play better now, but we've talked in the past about how we need to see more scoring out of that third line. I think you're going to start to see it with Berglund. He has a different element. And um, I think, really, even if you're not a Berglund fan, you should be happy about this because it's going to give Payarvi less playing time. It's going to give Yashkin less playing time. Really, all in all, it's a good fit for the Blues, and uh, we'll see how it works out. Will it give Chris Thorburn less playing time? Let's hope. You know, at least Thorburn the past few games has been better. Oh, his the the he saved a goal in uh, yeah. oh yeah the last game. Uh, I mean, do- dove back and knocked the puck out of the crease when Allen was nowhere to be found. So that was a pretty exciting play. The puck was just sitting there for a, it seemed like done something good. It, <laughs> and he had he did have a great setup to uh, Scotty Upshaw on that uh, on yeah, he did last week as well. So, so yeah, he's he's shown signs of being something other than, you know, uh, uh, you know, eat up eight minutes kind of guy and be a negative player. But uh, yeah, still, can can we can we get away from him yet? Yeah, I well, uh, where's the Pareko people? Uh, Trade Thorburn while his value is at his highest. (laughs) That's what you do. Get the folks that want to move Pareko. Mm-hmm. On the yeah, trade, I, I I don't see that. I don't see it as a, a transitive kind of thing. That uh, that you know, it's only Pareko that you can trade at the uh, at, at his highest. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so uh, as Jeff mentioned, Berglund had twenty goals last year. Twenty three goals last year. Um, I think he can get fifteen if he plays like he did last year. He should be able to hit like fifteen goals. So. He's another player, and we again we can say this about the whole freaking lineup. He was a guy that I think elevated his game once Yo took over, and I think he's going to be motivated to come back again. I mean, the guy's had two years now, two out of three years where he started off the year injured, right? Is that two out of three, or is it last year? Last, no, last year he was good. Last year he played uh, in like eight, yeah. seventy-eight or something. Yeah, he, two out of three. Majority of them. So yeah, yeah, two out of three years now he's coming with a, a you know late. Um, it's different for defensemen. Um, I don't know if we were planning to talk anything about Bo Meester's return, but it's to me, and yes, I know I'm not a fan of Bo Meester, but to me, he's, he seems like he's lost a step. And I think it was yo that said today that he thinks it's going to take him a couple games to get back into the speed of the NHL. And that, that makes perfect sense to me as a defenseman. It does take a while to get back used to that speed. I think it's easier for a forward to slide in and be able to skate with his line mates and be a part of not that Bergman's a speedy player, but I think we're going to see him make an instant impact. I think you're going to notice him on the rink more than you've probably been noticing Bo Meester. Well, yeah. his injury was a shoulder, so he should have been skating. And Well, that's true. His leg should be. Right. So the, he played, he played injured, you know, for a while uh, the year before last, and he was not effective. And last year he came back, he was fully recovered, 
had all the upper body strength and he was he was a dominant player uh in a lot of games and uh so i'm i'm a little bit worried uh given that you know this is kind of a recurrent shoulder injury uh that uh, maybe we're not going to see that that kind of uh, upper body strength be able to to keep players off of pucks but I think the the one thing that I'm I'm looking for him to add to this team is consistency on the PK from the forwards. You know, he is he has been he has become a very good defensive forward in the NHL. You know, we all expected him to to be a 20-30 goal scorer with, you know, when he lit up the World Juniors back in 08. But, you know, it, now he's how many years into his career is he? 6 or 7? He's right. the longest longest tenure blue, right? Yeah, he's more than six or seven. Yeah, he's got, he's, always, he's got to be almost ten at this point. He's he is a hell of a defensive forward, and I I totally expect him to bring a little bit of solidarity to the PK. Um, and uh, you know, you bring up uh, Jay Bomeister, and that uh, the game against uh, the Wild, he was terribly out of position on the PK on two of their uh, two of the power play goals that were given up. And uh, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, a guy with Bergie's size and reach and shutdown ability uh, will uh, maybe hopefully keep the other teams on the perimeter and uh, shut them down and uh, allow uh, Bowmeister to play a bit more of a compact game. This is uh, Berglund's 10th season. This is. That means Long, it's Ochi's longest. Too, right? Yeah. Yeah, so longest tenured blue, Patrick Berglund. He has uh, 637 games played. Um, let's see. 151 goals, 145 assists, 296 points. It's a plus 15 for his career. Um, you know, it, we've talked about I know I've mentioned this before. Part, part of the reason that I think Berglund is so widely hated in St. Louis is because and Bill, you mentioned it that that um, you know he's not the elite player we were told he was. That was all a marketing ploy back when John Davidson was president. It was we got these guys. I have a friend who literally has said to me this uh, uh, with Berglund and Oshi. Berglund Oshi said he heard Berglund and Oshi so much, and he's a big Blues fan. He heard Berglund and Oshi so much, he thought the guy's name was Berglund and Oshi. <laughs> he really thought that was his name because he just all the time, whenever Davidson be interviewed or whatever, he would say, Berglund and Oshi this, Berglund and Oshi that. He pitched these guys to be elite playmaking forwards. Um, and then honestly, Berglund didn't help himself when he jumped in the NHL and had a really strong rookie season. Um, so we're starting to, I mean, we've, we're seeing now, obviously, I mean, he's a veteran now. This is the type of player he is. And I don't think he's overpaid. Uh, I know a lot of people think he is, but for a good, solid third-line player who knows his role, who's not going to complain about minutes, who's going to play on the penalty kill, I think he's getting paid just fine. I'm fine with his contract. His cap hit is uh, $4.7 million. You know what? It's a little high. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought he was right at $4 million. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's a little high. All right. Wait, what? Uh, what was his? Uh, what was his stat line? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. His cap hit is 3.85. His salary is 4.7. My bad. Okay. Yeah. Well, his cap hit's fine. Yeah. 
what was his career stat line? Uh, for what? Uh, he's got uh, his career. He's got 151 goals and 145 assists. In how many games? Six thirty-seven. Hmm. Mm. So two ninety-six. So like point three something points per game, something like that. Yeah, uh, he's so. And you said uh, plus fifteen over his career. Yep. Yep. Mm. So just thinking of the other great big Swede on the Blues in their history, Jorgen Pedersen. Hmm. Uh, Jorgen was 435 games played, 174 goals, 192 assists, but a negative uh, minus 14. Um, so, um, yeah, plus minus is a team. Is a yeah, I said, yeah, team stat, line stat, goalie stat. He, he, played, he played more when the Blues were back and forth goals, right? Like it was right. that, I mean, he played in, games every right. game. Well, he played in the eighties, you know, Jorgen did and you know, the run and gun eighties when goalies didn't know how to make saves. Speaking of that, my, my favorite Wayne Gretzky goal, and you guys probably know it. I think it was one of the ones that he scored in his, uh, four or five, one of his four or five goal games. Um, he, uh, he took a slap shot and the goalie, it just blew right by the goalie and he just literally collapses backwards trying to make the save yep. that to me speaks to the goaltending in the 80s <laughs> yep i i can picture the one you're talking about it, it was a high shot like it, it surprised him high was that what it yeah. was yep. yeah yeah i mean he he just i mean it looked like he just fell over yeah was, tried, to, tried to like catch it up high and stumbled backwards with the skates and fell on his butt yeah yep yep i know what you're talking about all right, so did, did have we gotten our Berglund fix in? Are we good with Berglund? We're good with Berglund. Let's move on. <laughs> I think we still have forty minutes left of the Patrick Berglund hour. <laughs> well, that'll be that'll be on the uh, the uh, Let's Go Blues Radio After Dark. <laughs> That's the YouTube you Patrick Berglund, Come on out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the uh, it's the uh, uh, adults uh, version of YouTube <laughs> on the on the on the dark web. So. Uh, Steen has received some flack over his uh, perceived lack of production so far this year. Uh, you hear a lot about it from social media members. Uh, so uh, what what are your thoughts on Steen's season so far? Does does the fact his goals are down mean that Steen isn't isn't cutting it on this team uh, based on his, his salary? Because uh, he's making seven. He's making uh, what's the salary here? Let me look it up. Seven. Yeah, his uh, seven million salary, uh, five point seven five uh, million cap hit. Yeah, his cap hit's pretty high, but I think it's more just a reflection that people got to have something to bitch about. I here, here's go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I you know, it, I I hate to be the uh, the guy that that harps on the intangibles, but he he provides uh, you know a, a lot of leadership on this team. And uh, he's, I, I think there, are t- I, I would like to see less of him on the power play. Uh, but when he's, when he's willing to shoot from the point, he's pretty lethal. Um, I just think he tries to make too many pretty plays from the point. Um, and uh, yeah, I'd like to see less of that and a little bit more shooting, but otherwise I am, I, I really can't complain that much about his game. I, uh, here's some numbers for first team. Uh, averaged out over an 82 game schedule. Cause he started the the season on the on the he didn't he was hurt, uh, missed the first was it six or eight games. Um, 
So he he based on the points he's produced in the games he's played so far this season, which I think is 18 games. Uh, he's on pace for 55 points over an 82 game season if he if he keeps the pace up. Um, so which would have been good for second on the team last year. Problem is, is his goals are down, but his assists are he's gonna he's on pace for about 40 assists actually. So he only has three goals though in the 18 games played, uh, which is down from uh, a few years ago when he put up 33 in only 68 games. So I think people look back on that season, um, maybe semi-similar to uh, the way Berglund uh, kind of gets a rap for his, his uh, lack of production based on how he played his first season here. Um, but uh, so he's currently paid by 13 goals this season. Uh, but again, he's chipping in with assists and uh, on pace for 40 assists or so over an A2 game season. And uh, like Bill said, he's at the intangibles. He's playing a, two, a solid two-way forward game, plays in all situations, penalty kill, power play. And it's not, and it it should be noted that whenever you hear uh, the national folks talk about Steen, they always talk about how he's one of the most underrated players in the game. So, I mean, I I I don't I don't I mean, I think it. We had this discussion about Pareko. Uh, the folks who were who were down on Pareko uh, wanted to move him because he wasn't scoring goals, or they're they're really critical of him because he wasn't scoring goals, uh, like they'd hoped he would. So I think people just see goals scored, and that's. And that's all that they they see, and yeah, he's making seven million a season. It'd be nice if he'd score more than thirteen goals. But if you tell me he scores, he play, throws up forty assists and plays two way game, a really good two way game, a really good defensive forward, and uh, plays in all situations, I think I think that makes up for the lack of goals that he's you know putting up right now. So yeah, I I, I do think that it's it is tough to get past that, that 7 million number on, on the salary and the cap hits pretty high, but who, who's going to replace him? Who are you going to bring in to, uh, to play that, that kind of game? I, I think he is a unique player that brings a lot of different elements. Um, I mean, he's not a soft, he's not a soft player either. Steam plays nasty. He plays yeah. in it, yeah. which, which I love. He's, yeah. He's one of the best at throwing the reverse hit. Love watching his game in the corners. Ponder, you haven't weighed on on Steen. Uh, you know, I, I'm a I'm a big fan of Steen. I remember you know, a couple of years ago, people uh, uh, people saying that he was the most underrated player in the league. I think even NHL players once voted him as the most underrated. Um, he does. I mean, he's not who he was then. He doesn't have the the crazy blazing speed. He doesn't take as many shots as he used to, which might be a good thing with how much he used to shoot wide. Um, but he's not needed to be that guy anymore. Um, Schwartz, Tarasenko, those kind of guys, he's a role player now. He's a, he's not expected to score 30 goals, 25 goals. He's expected to, to, again, like Berglund kill penalties and then to be a point man on the power play to get the puck to Tarasenko is probably words he's heard before. Um, and yeah, when he's out there on the second line, I think that second line's played great. Uh, you know, so I I like Steen, but I agree with Bill. the The price tag is a, is a little much, but um, that's what you get when you pay a player for what he's done rather than what he's going to do. And there are a lot of contracts in the NHL like that. I think that contract was rewarding him 
for being in, a, well, on the Blues roster, not in terms of the NHL, being an elite type player, uh, first line guy, we're rewarding you for the work you've already done. Now let's see you continue that. Well, obviously he's going to get older. That's not going to continue. So that's a trend in the NHL, all professional sports, but it's not a killer contract. It's not a Yori Laterra contract where the guy should literally be sitting every game rather than on the ice. So I, I like Steen. I, I'm, you know, I've been happy to have him back this year. I think the blues have looked a little better with him in the lineup. And like Bill said, who is going to step in and replace him at this point? I think with with uh, the team has scored 84 goals this year, so we're the we've scored more goals than any other team in the West. So I, I could I could maybe get behind some of the criticism of uh, of Steen's goal production uh, a bit if we were struggling to score goals as a team because then that's magnified. Okay, well who's not scoring? Uh, oh, Steen's making seven million. He needs to be scoring some more goals. Um, but we we don't. I mean, right right now we haven't needed his production. Uh, at the 32 or 33 goal pace that he uh, production he had uh, a few years ago, um, I, I, that's not. I mean, it's not to say that, uh, like you guys said, he shouldn't be scoring a few more goals with the, with a salary. But um, I, I it, it's if you're winning and you're scoring a ton, uh, Steen brings a lot, of, a lot of other elements to the game that uh, that kind of make it uh, uh, easier to accept the fact that he's not scoring as much as he used to. And he, but he's yeah, and like I said, he's he's getting points. He's scoring. It's just not goals. His line is scoring, so that's really all that matters. If you think about it. <laughs> hey, so so, so are, are we done with Steen? We're done with Steen. All right, let me bring up uh, something. So we talked a little bit about um, Jabo uh, Bowmeister coming back, uh, and we all had the conversation many times. Who sits? And we all agreed that it was going to be um, Vince Dunn. We were going to be angry. Uh, mm-hmm. That didn't happen. We all, I mean, unanimous, unanimously, man, unanimously, humanistically, humanistically, humongously, um, humongously, we all humongously <laughs> agreed that um, Robert Bertuzzo was going to be the odd man out. We were incorrect. It has been Carl, the scoring machine, Gunnarsson. Uh, what have your thoughts been on this? I don't like it. I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather see. I mean, not that I'm a huge fan of Gunnarsson, but I just, I think, I think Bartuzzo is the is the guy that that needed to needs to sit. I, I mean, to just see him just not doing enough to warrant being in the lineup over Gunnarsson. He's uh, uh, noticeably making mistakes in my mind. So. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, at this point, I'd, I'd actually, you know, given the, the mistakes that Chabo had in the last, uh, last couple of games, I wouldn't mind giving him a couple extra games off and, uh, letting Garnison back in there. If, if you insist on having Bortuzzo in the lineup, um, I just, yeah, it, it, it is not, uh, I said it last week. I, I hate the idea that, Bortuzzo's in the lineup because you have to have a righty lefty matchup. I think that's total bullshit. Let somebody play, you know, put two lefties together. Let them, let's see what they can do. Um, I, I'd rather have Gunnarsson in there over either uh, Jabo or Bortuzzo at this point, uh, preferably Bortuzzo. Yeah. I've said this on the show before and Billy, I'm, I'm sure you have too, but 
um, you know, I've never played elite hockey. I played in high school, um, you know, and I, uh, I've played, I played some serious hockey tournaments with Kurt Price, but, um, you know, I've, I mean, I, but I've played my whole life and, um, whenever I'm, the first question I ask a new defensive partner is, you know, what, what side do you like? Go? What? Which way do you go? Yeah. Which way, yeah. Which, which way are we skating? <laughs> um, no, I know what else, what you actually meant. What team do you, um, who do you play for? Yeah. Um, but no, I, uh, uh, the first thing I ask is, is what side do you like? And I take the other side. I don't care what side it is. If you're a good defenseman, I am not saying that I'm a good defenseman, but if you're a good defenseman, you can play either side. And again, I'm not elite, but I'm a lefty and I like the right side. I enjoy playing the right side. So what's the thing we always hear? You you can't be the only one or whatever. I mean, if I like it, there's got to be another lefty who likes the right side somewhere out there in the world. Um, I agree with you. I, I think that they, the fact that they need to keep this lefty righty, it's so overblown. There are, there are teams who are just, let's just play our best defenseman. And I wish the Blues were one of those teams. It's kind of like it's kind of like uh, uh, forwards when they, <sighs> yeah, you line up as a left wing or right wing or center, but and you have responsibilities on the ice based on who you're playing against and and, and where you're playing. But really, I mean, quite often uh, a winger will line up at one spot and then play a completely out of position based on the team system, whatever. It's just it, it doesn't matter if you're. A left winger that you don't have, you don't, you're not uh, stuck on the left wing the whole time. You you move around the rink. You 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 go where the play goes and uh, based on your system uh, and the way you want to attack it. But yeah, you, if you have, you don't. If you don't have lefty righty, then you play for that. You just adjust for it. It shouldn't be that hard. I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't get it. You think talent would make up for any lack of you know advantage that lefty righty had? The, the first thing that I think of with this is is um, back in the McKinnis-Pronger days on the power play, they always flipped sides. They would – sometimes they'd stay on their right side uh, for the fa- for the faceoff, but the minute they got control, the two of them would cross. So, granted, that's the offensive zone, so that way they can be set up better for the one-timer. But you think that when they'd skate back into the defensive zone, if, if they were breaking out the other team, they would say – Oh, Chris, you got to come over to this side. I got to go over there. No, they can still play the side they're on. They're they're not going to be worried about that. They're just going to say, hey, let's play our structured defense and we're going to be fine. It doesn't matter. And it's, ugh, I I agree with you. I think, I think that is the number one reason Gunnarsson is out of the lineup. And I never thought I would be defending Carl Gunnarsson. But <laughs> at this point, I think he's had a, a fairly good, se- a good enough season for a second, third pairing defenseman. And seeing him come off the ice was a shocker to me. Yeah, what well, he's he's already put up four goals, right? Is it four? Yeah, four or yeah, five, three, three, I think. But still, I mean, that's a lot for him. And then just he's played well defensively. Darren Peng was calling him boom boom. Oh God, that needs to stop. That's <laughs> not oh. cool. Yeah. So does Swizzle, Swizzle Schwartz. That is. Thank God we haven't heard that in a while. Oh, just stop it, Gumption! Oh my God, stop! I'm, I don't like hearing Big Sweet either. I hate Big Sweet. I don't. I, I, maybe I've heard it too much. 
Oh, you're going to hear it a lot tomorrow. I know. And it's, it's oh, a, look at that big suite along the corner wall. Yeah, I just it's and she's usually paying. She's usually paying with the big suite. Like, oh god, I'm sick of hearing big suite. Come on. There's a lot of big Swedes in the league. <laughs> so uh Petrangelo was named the uh, early front runner for the Norris Trophy by NHL.com. Uh, it was funny to see on Twitter uh, some of the outraged uh, uh, folks from other teams, I guess. Your Carlson fans, for example. Um, uh, that uh, Petrangelo was... <laughs> You're nominating that piece of shit for the, the Norris Trophy? Um, he's been... Uh, Petrangelo's been really good this year. Um, but you know what? I hate that it... And I've said this before. I hate that it takes an offensive outburst to get consideration for a defensive trophy, um, I don't. And how, how can you be a so-so defender that puts up great offensive numbers and win a trophy for the best defenseman award? That doesn't make any sense to me. But maybe that's a rant for another time. You know, I I have slid a little bit on this because it does say best all-around defenseman, so I do see them saying we uh, need some offensive stats, but. Right. I agree with to you. your to your point. Offense is very point for a defenseman. Go ahead. To, to your point, the year I think it was the first year Eric Carlson won the, the 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 trophy. He had like an average of five shorthanded seconds per game. He didn't play. Yeah, he didn't kill penalties. He How? never killed penalties. Like How? you have. I'm sorry. To me, you need to at least average second most on your team in killing penalties if you're going to be up for the Norris. You cannot, you cannot be, you cannot, in my opinion, I don't care if you score 50 goals if you're a defenseman. You cannot win the best defenseman award or best all-around defenseman award if you don't kill penalties where defense is the, is the key for two minutes. I just, it, it makes no sense to me. So outside of... It's like, sharks. it's like when Blake. It's like when Blake won the Norris over Pronger that year. Uh, I thought Pronger should have won it, and Blake won it because he just he lit it up offensively. Pronger, oh, Pronger was Lidstrom over McKinnis the year Jackman won the Calder. Yeah, that was a that was a crap one too. But no, um, the uh, uh, I've I've maybe watched five minutes of San Jose Sharks hockey outside of when the Blues play them this season and uh so I, I can't speak too much to this but i did hear someone say the other day because brent burns just scored his first goal of the year which is like far off the pace he was on last year and uh i i heard someone on the radio on, on nhl um uh, sirius xm say well burns just scored his first goal so that automatically takes him out of the norris vote and i'm like why like again, I haven't seen him play defensively, so maybe he's been playing well. But it's like, why does him scoring his first goal of the season in November instantly the reason that he doesn't deserve the Norris? It's crazy. Yep. Uh do uh do uh, uh the upcoming uh Bills has a trip coming up, upcoming trip to Montreal when the Bills are going to be playing in Montreal. I am. I am. Uh, I will be uh, traveling next week. Uh, fly up to uh, Montreal Monday, and uh, the Blues and the Habs play at Bell Center Tuesday evening, six thirty St. Louis time, seven thirty Montreal time. This is a bucket list trip for me. Um, uh, 
I'm, I know I've mentioned it many times on this show before that I am, I've been a, a Montreal Canadiens fan uh, and a St. Louis Blues fan. St. Louis Blues fan my entire hockey-loving life. Um, going back to a Blues-Sabres game I attended as a two-and-a-half-year-old in 1979. And uh, I became a Canadiens fan uh, when Patrick Waugh took the Montreal Canadiens to the Stanley Cup in 1986. Um, you know, I grew up playing goalie, and uh, he he was just just, you know, absolutely the the best goalie of the gen- of his generation and uh man i th- i've been wanting so long to uh to take this trip uh go to montreal sadly i didn't get there before they uh tore down the forum turned it into a parking lot but uh finally getting to do it um gonna be there in uh bell center tuesday night and uh uh, still, uh, I still haven't decided what, uh, what Jersey I'm going with. Um, but, uh, the, uh, the girlfriend will be wearing a blues sweater. Uh, so uh, we, you're we wearing that sweater. What are you talking about? You know, you. Yeah, I, I, uh, it's so hard, so hard to make the, make up my mind right now. Um, you gotta wear a blues Jersey. Come on, man. Uh, see, see, listen, you're, you're both telling me. It's like the devil one's the angel on your shoulder. Exactly, exactly. I mean, which, which right the now, devil, especially right now. I mean, who knows what happens? The uh, the two games uh, Montreal has before the uh, they face off against the Blues. But how can I not wear my Carey Price sweater? Oh. That guy. Have you seen him since he's come back? Yeah, my fantasy team is enjoying him. Oh my God, he's he is playing sensationally and. It's it's going to be amazing to uh, to see to see him play. Hopefully, hopefully he doesn't get injured between now and then. But you, you know who else is playing well? The St. Louis Blues. They are, they are. But if you remember, I think it was the beginning of last year. The Blues were tearing it up, and uh, until they went into Montreal and got shut out by Carey Price, and they're the. November wasn't so friendly to the Blues. They they tore up October, went to Montreal in early November, and Carey Price shut them down. And they had a had a hard time scoring after that. But uh, yeah, I am I am I am so psyched about this trip. Uh, Going to see the Blues, Canadians at Bell Center, and uh, it just so happens that my favorite band is playing a tiny little gig in uh in montreal later in the week and i get to see them so this is the, uh the, is that the jason aldean band uh no it no it's okay. the national um any any rock fans know who i'm talking about but uh yeah i've seen them a few times but they're they're playing a tiny like a 2500 person venue uh in montreal on uh thursday and friday we got tickets to the thursday show cannot wait f- to see that um, new album sleep well beast it's incredible highly recommend you check it out uh, yeah this is this is going to be a, a great trip and uh i don't know i don't know if uh if you guys want to try to do a show next week um i i might be able to i i don't know that my hotel is gonna have a, a swanky leopard print robe that i could wear like <laughs> when i was in chicago last year but uh, I'd, I'd be game for doing a show from the road. Very cool. 
My my neck my I wish that I would have come up with a better band off the top of my head. I was trying to think of funny bands. Village People comes to mind now. I should have said that. Yeah. Jason Aldean is 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 a little bit uh, too political right now with the. Oh you, man, you're right. Think about that. Are you gonna Paris? periscope uh part of the game when you're there or anything or um i i'll come up with something i i will uh, i will find a where a, a way to uh to share uh the uh the excitement um and i'll tell you i i doubt it happens but it you know just just i've been thinking about all the things that would make this just you know so much you know the the picture perfect uh ideal trip and if uh, Jeanette Renault uh, does the uh, the national anthem, I doubt she's going to do that on a Tuesday night against a uh, Western Conference opponent. Um, but th- that would be awesome. Um, just being able, being in the same building, getting to hear Michelle Lacroix, the PA announcer, uh, you know, uh, just do the Madame Mesure. Uh, just I am so looking forward to to everything about this this trip. Uh, just God, I'm I'm so psyched. It's it's hard for me to concentrate at work right now. Well, just uh, tweet a lot. I I, I will do that. Pictures and stuff. And, uh, yeah, if if anybody has gone to Montreal or you know, I if we have any anybody listening from Montreal, I'm I'm looking for tips on you know where. Obviously, there's uh, I'm going to uh, going just to be. Yep there for a week where do i go where where am i going to get the best poutine in montreal please help anywhere poutine is great anywhere in canada yeah yeah i've uh i've you read know, I, uh Shinzawa, the uh, beat writer for the boston globe uh he does uh hockey like the best uh best joints uh, on the road for any hockey beat writer and uh, so i've 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 read up on him um but any inside tips I I greatly appreciate. I you can get a lot of it in Vegas. I hear. Mm, I I don't remember what restaurant it was, but there's a restaurant in St. Louis that said they have Canadian style poutine, and I was like, ooh, mm. they used barbecue sauce. Oof. Oh my lord! I thought I was going to strangle the person who made the, the menu. Tell me, what is what is poutine? Uh, French fries, cheese curds, and gravy. Pretty oh, yeah. much. That sounds good. <laughs> it's really good. It is fantastic. Like a Actually, white gravy or a, what kind of gravy? What kind of gravy are we talking? A mushroom gravy, a, a brown gravy. Okay. There's different kinds. Yeah, there there is, and there, yeah, all kinds of specialties. So, but if you if you go um, to a restaurant up there and you just say, "Give me your best poutine," you won't be disappointed. Yeah, I'm I'm so looking forward to that. Um Schlafly Tap Room, uh they they do have uh poutine as an appetizer. Uh it's pretty damn good. But I have to try that. I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm, I usually uh, get to get the pretzels when I go there. I, I don't even look at anything else. Yeah. It, it's so easy to get stuck in a rut. Try the poutine. Oh well, next time. Oh <laughs> uh, uh oh god. I hate this. This 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 is a this is a problem with Twitter. Uh, Jeff Perky retweeted the uh, St. Louis Blues post. Blues goal. Sammy Blaze scores his first career NHL goal to give the Blues a three, six to three lead. That was not today. That was days yeah. ago. Don't yeah. fucking retweet something from days ago. It's ridiculous. 
Dude, I you know what's funny is that I saw that exact tweet on mine, and I I thought the exact same thing, and then you oh, said it. Don't don't retweet it. Like it. Don't retweet the damn thing. No, my my favorite are the people who the game's over, and I don't know if they're like trying to catch up with the game or what. They'll go through like Rutherford or Corax tweets, and they'll retweet every single one. And it's just, uh, what are you doing? A replay of the game? That's awful. Oh, it's awful. Yeah, when I was in the media, that used to drive me nuts. We have opened up the uh, the, uh, the the link is available on letsgoblues.com slash radio. So if you want to join us on the air, you can do so at letsgoblues.com slash radio. If you're on the page already, just uh, refresh it and the link will be there. I know there's a couple people who have been wanting to join in. So hopefully we get some. Do we have trivia tonight? Uh, no. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm debating whether I should try to come up with something. The uh, I like the Toast Dispatch this tweet. <laughs> Wait, waiting. <laughs> waiting to come on the show, and it's just Jim Carrey just staring and chewing. <laughs> Ace Ventura, the first one, right? Yeah, Ace Ventura. Yeah, so so if we do a show next week, we'll uh, we'll have to uh, to do like uh, some kind of Montreal Canadiens blues theme, like uh, you know, early especially early on in the franchise, the uh, the Blues had a lot of former Canadians, and of course you've got the Scotty Bowman uh, connection. Um, no, I've but, got it. Yeah, I've got it. Here's what we're gonna do next week. You're Patrick gonna take. Blotsky a, played for both teams. You're gonna take a recorder with you. You're gonna go on the streets of Montreal and ask blues questions, and we're gonna call it Billy on the Street Blues Edition. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> There's already a jingle out there. Billy on the Street. Yep. He's making <laughs> dreams come true. Billy on the Street. Have <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen that show, Bill? I have not. I I I'm lost. True True TV, I believe. It's pretty hysterical. I think it's on Hulu. Uh, it's uh, Billy Eichner. Is that his name? I think so. Yeah. He's done a few things. He's on uh, uh, a lot of Funnier Die things, I think. And he's uh, yeah. Parks and Rec. And he was on uh, 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 College Friends or where that Netflix show is. Uh, oh yeah, Friends from College. Yeah. Which is it's pretty good. One the one the one season they did so far. I haven't I'll, seen any of it. Yeah, it was good. He was good on Parks and Rec. That's that's where I discovered him. I'm watching Shameless now. Have you seen Shameless? Oh, that's a crazy show. Oh, My love wife it. loves that show. That's fantastic. Yeah. I uh, I had to uh, stop watching it after the second season because too much. I, 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 <laughs> it it got to be uh, it got to be a little overwhelming for me. It's it's so, a little racy. It, it's sure. a little, there's there's a lot of sex. There's a lot of uh, language. There's a lot of everything. Um, and a lot of just a lot of bad people doing bad things. <laughs> Oh yeah. That's, Hello, that's like gentlemen. My, my life in the twenties. Oh, Lance from the Drop Podcast has joined us. And Guy Hello, has joined guys. us, our our Hawaii friend. Hey, Bill. Did this is Bill? This is. Oh. Nope. May have lost. Oh. Do we lose Lance? Hello, hot guys. Can you hear me? Hey, 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 there you are. We can hear you, Guy. Lance. <laughs> I think Lance is back again. Hey, Bill. This is Lance. I've been. I sent you some links. So uh, some poutine restaurants. Yeah. Uh, what do we got? Oh, okay. Sweet. I will. Uh, I will check that out. Build your own poutine. Oh man. Uh, I I think we may have an early favorite. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I was you watching. Know, that's, uh, something, that's something else you could ask on Billy on the Street. <clears throat> take me to your best poutine <laughs> right now. Take me Poutineville. there. Poutineville. Where's the poutine store? <laughs> yeah, I've I've uh, I watched uh, a few episodes of uh, Anthony Bourdain, so I'm I'm excited about the uh, culinary adventures that await. Uh, <laughs> I guess Lance is all, that's all I want to do is give you the poutine recipe. Yeah. <laughs> see, see Lance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome, thanks. Okay, I uh, guy, guy, how are you? Let's let's, uh, let's get Guy in on the conversation. Guy, thanks for joining us. Hey, it's uh, good to be with you guys again. Thank you. I've been laughing over here the whole night, to be honest with you. Uh, how's Hawaii? Hawaii is great. Um, I work, I normally work on Wednesday, so when you do a Wednesday show, I can't listen. Uh, two weeks ago, when you you did something, you changed something because it, on my iPhone, it went after you read my tweet about it not coming on, it came on, so I got to see you, but I was busy and couldn't say anything. Gotcha. So you ever have a you ever have poutine there, uh, guy? No, I haven't had poutine, but it reminded me of something. When I was in the Navy, when we were in France, they had this thing called a smash sandwich, and it's sort of like I don't know if you've been to Pittsburgh, but yeah. the sandwich they have in Pittsburgh, the where they take Peroni Brothers. Yeah, like that one. It's kind of mm -hmm. like that, but it's basically uh, like a sub with the meat, French fries, uh, the whole meal in the sandwich but it's made out on the street um i i like great food. great great after drinking food there's a there's a, a bagel shop a bagel cart in carbondale you leave the bar as you walk on the sidewalk and there's a bagel cart and it gives you like it fires up these toasties bagels in front of you and all kinds of toppings any, any, any kind of food in the street and isn't that the bagel guy Bagel man, Winston, the bagel oh, man. Bagel man. Oh, I thought it was bagel guy. And, yeah, he uh, retired, and I think he sold his cart, or someone else was taking it over. I believe. Oh, that, okay, I seriously ask: Was that all Lance came on here for? Yeah, where Lance come? <laughs> Might <out>. have been. <laughs> here you go. So hey, bye. See ya. <laughs> hey, I got a serious question. Yeah. So um. I think you may have seen my my tweet about it. I, uh, I did, and I was going to wait. I said you were wanting to come on, so I wanted to wait. And that's what that we're going to talk about. Are, is, it, is it okay if I ask about it? Go right ahead. Okay, so I've been seeing a lot of this lately, and a lot of Blues fans, especially on the groups. And I don't know if you're in this group in particular, but if you're not, I think you should try and join. It's called Blues Quest for the Cup with a Z instead of the S for Blues. Okay, and. Um, this is where they, they seem like there's a lot of it's on Facebook, one okay. of the Facebook groups. Uh, like there are a lot. There's a lot of jaded blues fans that right now would rather complain about everything else instead of sitting back and enjoying what we got. They're probably jaded because they don't know how to spell blues. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not just on that group. It's not just on that group. It's on a lot of groups. I, I, I hear everybody complaining about the power play or the penalty kill or um since Bo Meester's back, you know, who who to sit. Man, what a great problem to have. You're healthy enough that you have to choose which fifth or sixth or seventh or eighth defenseman you have to sit. Welcome to uh hey. sports talk uh, discussions amongst fans and professional sports. <laughs> yeah. There's always uh So so no, it's just <clears throat> and, and I apologize. It, it just it bugs me a little bit. And I had 
on a couple of the groups and I said, hey, guys, do you realize what's going on here? With all our problems, we have the best record in the league. Let's sit back and enjoy this. I think I, I think uh, uh, I, I agree with the sentiment that uh, it's it's tough to complain about some things right now. But really, I guess if you want to find something <laughs> to complain about, uh, the power play and the penalty kill um, aren't great. Uh, and I think that's something that, I mean, we're winning now, so that's great. But it, it come later in the season or if you're fighting for a playoff positioning and then actually in the playoffs when special teams are magnified mm-hmm. and it could mm-hmm. win or lose you a series, you don't want to have the 25th uh, best uh, penalty kill, I think, with the Blues have. 20th best power play and, and, and the best yeah. something like that. So yeah, you, mm-hmm. I, it'd be nice if that could improve as the season goes on because we may need that uh, later on at some point. So, And and, and, and I'm with you there, and, and, and I get that, and, and, and I, do, I, I do want it to get better. But the other thing that I look at right now, and especially with the power play and the penalty, I've heard this stat before, and I can't remember what the number is, but you want them to add up to, I think it's 110. Is that right? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? You want your penalty kill yes. and your power play percentage, when you add them together to be like 110, that's supposed to be good or something like that. Is, does that make sense? I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah that's right. that was uh, that was Hitchcock's uh, big thing was that you you needed to be over the century mark and better if you were over 110. They're about at right. a, like a, a 88 now or something, right? I think it's like 80% penalty kill and like uh, what 8% power play something like that. Yeah, they're they're just I think they're at 18 on the on the power play and and they might be in the near the 80s high 70s in the penalty kill. So they're right at a hundred or slightly below it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it, I mean, it, it, it needs to be better because when, when you're, well, you're playing the other thing that gets me, and, oh, I'm sorry, man, you're playing better teams in the playoffs. So, so you're going to need every goal you can get. And, you know, power play is important. I mean, it's, it's, it, you don't want to go into the playoffs with a shitty power play and penalty kill. True. True. Get it. But it's still the quarter point of the season. Yeah, I know. And did you see? Have you have you seen the fire in Tarashenko the last couple of games? The fight uh, after they lost that two nothing game to the Predators, I think it was. He's walking down the tunnel and he throws his broken stick. It bounces back at him. He slaps it away. That whole team has that fire. I, I think the penalty just. Hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, I I love uh I love I mean Tarasenko has always shown uh passion I mean, whether he's scoring or not I love the emotion he shows on the ice uh it was, if his linemate scores he's ex- as excited if not more excited when they score than when he does um but uh, yeah you know, and he fought the other night too so uh you know he's uh I I I dig his emotion um it's it's much better than uh you know I think have a guy out there that just doesn't seem to give a crap but it plays well but doesn't care i I, give me a guy that shows emotion i like that and then the other one that kind of gets me and especially in this the blues quest for the cup they cannot stand allen they i mean allen any goal goes in and oh my god it's the end of the world you look at the last game they lost six to three but i think when he let that first goal in weren't they up three nothing or four four nothing at the time it was three nothing. Three but, nothing. So that goal, the three goals that they, the, the goal meant nothing. I mean, they won six to three. I'll, uh, I mean, you know, I, if you're gonna, if you're gonna ask me, you know, what should I complain about on this team? 
uh, it'd be the power play and the penalty kill. Um, and it would be the fact that I think Allen should be better. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bitch about it uh, vocally and like just waste my time bitching when I'm <clears throat> playing how they're playing in general. Um, but if you're going to ask me, you know, what are my gripes about this team? Allen can be better. His numbers aren't great. Uh, it's like a no, great. His, his, his GA is two seven five and his save percentage is like nine Oh seven or something. That's not, mm. that's not great. Now, if we're leading the league in scoring, then we may not need him to be outstanding. But uh, again, like I said, the same thing with the special teams. Later on down the road, you might need him to be good. And he can be that goalie. He's shown that. Um, but there are games that he has that he has an off game every now and then. And it hurts his stats. I, you know, he can be better. Uh, we also have to take into account that Blues fans have historically, and maybe it's hockey fans, and, and we just know Blues fans the best, We've historically always complained about the goaltending. It's always the goalie's fault. Even when Cujo would stand on his head and make 50 saves, he'd let in one goal in the third period, and all of a sudden, all hell broke loose. Let's trade this guy. Let's get rid of him. I mean, I, yeah. I remember my uh, my uh, family even saying stuff like, uh, uh, you know, oh, this guy, you know, he, he cannot come through in the clutch. I'm like, he's made 55 saves this game. What do you expect? Uh, you know, and it's it's just kind of been the mantra. And again, maybe it's through NHL fans total, but uh, with Blues fans, it just always seems like it's time to rag on the goalie. I mean, even when they're playing well, uh, anything wrong happens, it's the goalie's fault. I mean, uh, the game that they uh, they the two games they lost in um, uh, Florida, uh, Allen played in the Tampa game. Is that right? Yeah, Allen played in the Tampa game. Yeah, and, and Hutton people, played in the Panther game. People just ragged on Allen after the game, saying this guy just, you know, he, he's killing this team. And it's, they've lost two games this year, and one was by Allen. Like, yeah. calm down. You're not going to go 82 and 0. I think, didn't they lose that one two to one? I think it was three to two or four to three, something like that. I could be wrong. I'm not sure. I'll have to look. I think I think the Florida game was the, the one that they lost five to two, but I think uh, they they lost uh, Tampa two to one. I think, and uh, generally speaking, though, about your 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 tweet, um, you are right. It was two to one. It, it's it's a th- it's a thing where I mean, yeah, I, I mean the team's playing well, but there are things that need to be fixed on the team. So I mean that's and people are bitching about it. I, if they choose to, to to spend their time complaining about things when the team is winning and playing well overall, that's their loss. On you know, I that's I wouldn't let it affect you any. Don't don't. Uh, oh, yeah, no, I get you. I, I I get you. But yeah, that's that's their own problem. I wouldn't. Uh, I that's not my way to go. Uh, it's not something to worry about right now. Because I mean, if if we win the cup this year, uh, and you know, uh. Tarasenko doesn't score any goals in the finals. Are we going to spend the time bitching about Tarasenko's play after you know during the cup parade? No, hell no. Did, I don't know if you guys seen this. Um, I'm guessing you did, or you might have talked about it. The the article he did for the Players Journal. Uh who who did? Tarasenko after after the uh, loss or between the, before the season started, he did one for the the one that. Uh, Alex- uh, did we talk about that? Yankee, the captain. Uh, the the Players Tribune is what you're talking about. Yeah, the Players Tribune. We did talk about that, I think. Right. Yeah, we did. We mentioned it. Yeah. 
Yeah, that that right there, that just tells me that this guy is going – he's going to wear the C within two years. Mm, I don't know. Uh, wait, Petro? We'll see. I, I don't I, – I well, how long is Petro signed for? Isn't he got, did he only got like two or three more years on his contract? No, he just resigned, didn't he, for – let's see. Yeah, he just right. resigned. Yeah, I got it right here. He uh, He's – well, he's yeah, – okay. Yeah, he's got two years after this year. He's so, coming back. Yeah. He's UFA in uh, 2021. How old will he be? Uh, he is 27 right now. Be 30. He'll be back. Yeah. I mean, they, uh, they, a lot of people would say he's not even in his prime as a defenseman yet. Probably yeah. not. Yeah. He will be back for at least another three or four years after that. If he's I, think, I think they signed him to a max deal. If he's he's playing like this, he's going to get a lot of money. He's going to get a six-year deal. Yeah. Lance, you know, yeah, hey, how you doing? You know, getting to the point to about these people that like to complain, and I'm not normally too hard on them because a lot of these people are used to the Blues having issues. They just haven't learned to enjoy the Blues. And, you know, in my podcast, I've brought out things, but I'm not negative about it. I'm like you guys. I think that, you know, this team is very good. Uh, are they going to continue this streak? I think if they continue to play this this well – they will. I think eventually that penalty kill and power play is going to come back to haunt them if they don't get better. And of course, we'd all like to see them cut down on those goals in the third period. But this is a good team. I think they're going to contend for that first spot in the Central and the Western Conference, regardless of what the rest of the NHL thinks. And these Blues fans that are just love to be negative against Jake Allen and love to be negative against everything. I think they're the type of people, and we all know them, guys. They're the type of people that they want at the end of the season to say, I told you so. And that's what they live for. And we're always going to have those type of people. I had a discussion on Twitter with a, uh, a gentleman, in quotes, uh, <laughs> about uh, about Steen. And uh, Steen's not scoring any goals. Steen's not scoring any goals. So what? They don't need him to right now. Yeah. It's not a – yeah, so anyway. Not to bring it up again, but yeah. So and that's. I mean, everyone. That's and you're right, Lance. It is a thing where somebody wants to say, "I told you so," and because because everybody else is 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 oh, you know, eighty percent of the people or ninety percent of the people, whatever, in the group or the chat or whatever it is, they're all excited and raw this and raw that we're winning, and you got to have the 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 asshole come in and try and throw a wet blanket on everything just to to be a jerk. Um, whether his point is valid or not, you know, it's just like, you know, we're winning. So it's, you know, that's, don't be a dick. Yeah. Go ahead and bring out some deficiencies, but don't act like this team is, you know, 12th in the league right now. And they're the Arizona coyotes. I mean, yeah. come on. And, and I think, go ahead. Sorry. I think that's my point that, Hey, do you really see what's going on? You can bring the negative out all you want, but do you see what's going on? We have a team that I haven't seen in, in, so I'd say since the, the early 90s that's playing for each other, that has more than one line, that has a defense that cares, they have a goalie that I don't call him elite, but he's dang close to it. I mean, we have a team that can win the cup, and we haven't had that. We have not had that since Hull and Oates. Yeah, and, and you know, another thing that I like to look at is um, we've got all the national media they're still talking about Chicago, how great they five, one and one in their last seven. They're talking about the Predators. 
you know, but here's the way I look at it. Go ahead and talk about all the other teams. Who's in first place? Who's the best team right now before Tampa played tonight? Who is that best team? You know, talk about the Predators. Talk about Winnipeg. Winnipeg, in my mind, if if I wasn't talking about the Blues, I would be talking about how well they've played. I recognize they've played well. They're a good team this year. The Vegas Golden Knights have been very good at home. Talk about those other teams. You know, it does upset me. You don't talk about the Blues as much. And as Kurt, as uh, Jeff said earlier, they do sometimes on NHL Network and MSNBC. But right next to it, it's about how the Blackhawks. I mean, the Blackhawks are what ten eight and one or ten nine and one, and they are twelve eight and one. And they just keep talking about them. Talk about them all you want. At the end of the year, we'll find out what everybody says. So. Yeah, well, I mean... So the other thing that I threw out there, and I'm sorry if I jumped on you, man. Uh, the I think I finally figured out the Laterra trade. What happened? <laughs> so so here's my thought process. So they're going in the draft. Philadelphia wants... Uh, who is that? Morgan Frost. The Blues find out, start working the trade, and as the trade's going down, the Blues say, you know what? We're going to take Morgan Frost if you don't take Yori Terra. So he's part of the deal. Well, here's here's what I like to think. And I was telling this the other day. Um, I tend to lay there in bed at night and I think about stupid stuff. Most of us do at night. <laughs> and I'm I'm pretending to be Ron Hextall. And I'm laying in bed and I'm going, huh, who could we get? You know, Braden Shin's really not fitting within our team. You know, that Yori Laterra guy, I really like him. And I think I could get a first-round pick in Yori Laterra. I'm going to really steal Yori Laterra from the Blues. And I wake up thinking, is that how it happened? Because I don't see how Ron Hextall could have, you know, with a mind at all, look at Laterra and see him as an asset. I I don't understand it. I don't care now. But it, it still baffles me now and again. And it's funny. I was I've been reading. I, I watched the, the the flyers, the feeds, and all their comments and their writers, and they all still think. And I've seen it recently that Braden Shin's not a good player. He was a cancer in the locker room. He didn't fit in with their system, and they're glad they got Yori Laterra, which tells me yes. they and deep deep down inside they're thinking, "Holy shit, we shouldn't have gotten rid of of Braden Shin. We'd be better off than we are now, and now we're stuck with Laterra. So we've got to make him look good." Here's what we got to do. We got to we need to get a uh, Flyers fan on for next show, or a Flyers uh, a podcaster or something, blogger, whatever, and uh, ask him. Not not somebody. Uh, uh, linked to the organization, somebody independent. I can, I can get you a media mind. member. You want to do that? Somebody that can will speak his mind and not, uh, you know, suck ass to the Flyers. <laughs> yeah, he would. I know him. Let's do it. Because I want to. I want to talk about. I'd be nice to talk about this. Because you hear that you, people talking about. Oh, you know, well, Shen. You know, Shen uh, is not a good player. Or, uh, you know, but was, even if Shen wasn't a good player, I, I, I do. I I want to hear their thoughts on the terror and his lack of production and playing time and, and what they got in return. They're going to say draft picks, you know, is what they wanted. So, but well, you know, you know what, Kurt, here's the thing about it. You get a first round draft pick or any kind of draft pick. Those are crap shoots. You know, you don't know what you're going to get. And I mean, you could draft a guy in the first round and he never plays in the NHL. What, you could what, draft a guy in the fifth round and he could score 25 goals a year. The, the, the picks. That, or you could draft a guy in the eighth round and he becomes a hall of famer. Brett Holm. Yeah. The the people uh, that the, the the picks they got was that it was a first round pick this yep. season. Yep. 
Okay. The, yeah, the, they got this one, and they have a conditional for 2018 first round. The way that the way they're playing now, it's going to be a crappy pick. I mean, not a crappy pick, but it's a it would be a lower first round pick. So yeah, it'll be an upper twenties pick. No, they get our pick. They get our conditional pick. I think. Yeah, it'll be an upper twenty. If, right. if the if the Blues win the Stanley Cup, they're going to get get the thirty second pick or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So it won't be it won't be it won't be a high pick. It'll be a first round, but not a high pick. Maybe, hopefully, if this, as long as they keep playing for they're playing. Did Bill leave us? He's not at his desk. Uh, yeah, he uh, had to go see a man about a horse. <laughs> so, so in uh, fair disclosure, I have to admit, and you guys, I mean, I'm surprised I haven't been called out on this. I originally didn't like that trade. Remember, really? I, I told you guys that the first time I got it was on. Yeah, I remember that. I, I, I was celebrating literally. Uh, I, oh, yeah. I celebrated like it was a goal scored in a game. Well, I didn't even hear who the Blues got back in return. I heard the Blues have traded Yori Laterra. Oh, yeah, and I, I was happy. screaming. <laughs> hey, I, I would have been happy. for me it wasn't. Go ahead. It was the combination. The, the fact that because I think I found out about it right. I found out about it, and then the next thing I find out is that they traded Reeves. So the combination of the two is where I didn't feel comfortable. But, yeah, I, I admit, Chen, yeah, he fits in perfect. He's that blue-collar guy that we've needed for a long time. I mean, you can't argue with sixth in the league in scoring, really. No, you can't. Pretty much. One, two, three, and plus, minus. It's just so much better than, I mean, I could hope why. If you would have told me that we would have traded Laterra for uh, an elite center, that turns out to be elite center, yeah, you know, top ten in scoring, it's like, <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> from the same salary, like 400k difference. No. In all honesty, guys, I think we all can say this and be and be 100 sure. I'm not calling Braden Shin Adam Oates because he's not. But is he not the best center we've had since Adam Oates? I I I, I, I agree. Short sample size. Yeah, it's a small sample. Yeah, it's a short sample size. But so far, if he keeps at this, you know, somewhat of this pace. You know, it's because you know Terjan was Terjan, you know, was Craig Janney. Terjan was a Terjan was a hundred point guy. Yeah, I, he was I put, okay. I like Terjan, but I put Terj up there. I'd say uh, if you want to make that argument, I'd say best center since Terjan. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Then Jeff Terjan, hundred point guy. I thought he was. Yeah, I not thought he was the, too. Not with the Blues, but he was the Canadians. He was. Yeah, but the Canadians. I want to say was. his. I'm going to guess this. Let's. I'm not looking. Uh, his highest point total with the Blues. 84 points. 87, I bet. Uh, 82. 82. Jeff was closer. But you both went I know over. My, I know my early 2000s blues, let me but tell you. Price is right rule is you both lose. You went over. Ah, uh, we lost. That's true. Hey, Kurt. Yep. Can I throw back to two weeks ago? I had sent a tweet, and I guess you kind of you read it, but the way I was tweeting it, you'd, I, I kind of screwed it up a little bit. Uh, okay. Um, I, I was talking about, um, and see if I can remember it here, uh, I, that I didn't like that Mike Yo, Yo originally got hired has the coach in waiting. Yep. That uh, I thought that it was going to mess the team up a little bit, and I was partially yeah. right because it did mess the team up. However, you know, once they made the switch, he he, he something happened within the team. Uh, I guess maybe they were were thin of uh, Hitchcock, but um, I got to meet Yo in. Vegas got to talk to him for a couple of minutes and wow. I, I think that he's got an ideal of what he wants his team to be. And they're starting to take his identity. 
I hope I'm not. I hope I'm right. I I mean I, I don't I, I don't know how anybody could question anything that that Yo's done here. I mean he's getting results and that's that's all that matters. Um, the team has been fantastic, best record in the NHL since uh, he's taken over. So uh, I mean, I no complaints whatsoever. Um, unless you're one of those uh, uh, crabby ass uh, social media <laughs> dwellers that wants to. <laughs> Find the negative in something. Wouldn't that be the calling the kettle black, huh? Yeah. Here's here's my thing, Kurt, and and I kind of went off on the Blues after the season last year. You know, I didn't want Hitchcock back because I I just thought you know he had kind of lost the team in the previous in the previous season at times, not you know all the time, but at times. And if you're going to hire Coach Mike in, think of how it, the Blues are very good right now, but think of that extra six seven months. Coach Mike would have had with the Blues, and we may have gotten a better playoff position. And I think that kind of put the Blues back a little bit, a couple steps back when they had him come in and the coach and waiting. But like you said, he's you know he's come in, he's done what he's need to do, has the best record in the NHL. But I, I think that was kind of done wrong also. So I would agree with Guy there. But you know you can't complain. I hear people in in Minnesota calling the Blues the the Fighting Yows for some <laughs> reason. And because the Blues aren't a fighting team, but they're calling them the, the fighting yows. And it's it's kind of funny to me because look where the wild are, and then now look where the blues are. Yeah. No, I I don't think a lot of people like the I mean, we talked about this a lot. Uh, we were uncomfortable with the whole coach and winning thing too. It was kind yeah. of weird. Um, I don't think anybody liked it, but I mean it it was what it it was what it was. And um it turns out that Hitchcock came back, you know, one too many years at least. A Bill's opinion, like four years yeah. too. Um, and, and, you I, know, you know I, what? Go ahead. But no, I was, and, but I was just saying that that that's. Uh, I mean, the, the you know, I don't know. I'm I'm fine with how things are now. And last year, they, uh, the Blues uh, finished strong and had a better playoff run than most thought. So, sure. Yeah, this. I'm I'm happy with how things are. Right now, however, they were, didn't go the way we thought they should have. Maybe last season, coaching wise. Uh, did did you guys hear what they did during the during the Timu Solani and the Paul Korea thing in Anaheim? Did you hear what they did? They they showed Solani's number retired, and the guy gets out there and is talking to him, and he goes, "You know the that number eight jersey looks really lonely." And then it showed half the screen up on the jumbotron up there, and people started cheering, thinking they were going to retire uh, Korea's number, and the guy let him hang in for like two three minutes, and then he said. But that's for another time and not tonight. And the people are like, oh, really? oh that's cold. <laughs> well, it, it turns out that Korea said it's up to him. The, the Ducks have told him it's up to him. And he says he doesn't want his number retired until any number that's going to be retired from their Stanley Cup winning team. Well, that could be a long time. You know, and who are, I mean, who are they going to re really retire from that Stanley Cup winning team? Pronger? I don't know. I mean, well, it doesn't take you don't have to play for a team for a long time to have retired. Well, just who who played who played one year for them that year? Because you know, Ray Bork's retired in Colorado. That's true. I just said yeah, Ray Bork in Colorado one year, which which is a joke, by the way, to retire. A big joke. I know. So so what Brad May, he came on that year, right? Why don't they retire Brad May's number? Let's do it. Let's let's start a hashtag. Hashtag retire Brad May's <laughs> number. Um, so we got the uh, uh the, the next game. Well, not the next game. Next game is tomorrow. 
Um, but uh, Hockey Fights Cancer Night is on Friday, uh, December 1st. And uh, Ari, who passed away a couple weeks ago, uh, her parents just had to drop the ceremonial uh, puck at that game. And I will actually be at that game. So if anybody, as, will, as will I. Yeah. So if anybody uh, besides Ponder, because I don't want to talk to you, uh, wants to uh, say hi or buy me a beer or whatever, shoot me a tweet or something, we should hang out, Jeff. No, you, you literally just said anyone but Ponder. So why would I? <laughs> this off? My mom? Sorry. Maybe we'll we'll see. Maybe I'll uh, sit behind you and throw popcorn at you. Yeah. You can sit behind me and uh, yell at Chris Pronger like the good old days what fans used to do. I go oh, to yeah. And just, yeah, some idiot jerk behind me. He's like, oh, Pronger sucks. Hit him well, hey, there is a chance that I might get to be in St. Louis for the round two of the playoffs. Oh. Cool. Well, Late April. Hope, hopefully, they'll still be around then. Uh, round two is our thing. That's where we. That's where. That's where the hiccup is. Getting past round two. Well, it was getting past round one for a while. Uh, but no, the the hockey fights cancer night is um, you know pretty important to all of us, and it's going to be very emotional uh, given the events of Ari in the past month. So, um, good night if anyone's going to be there. I'm I'm sure it's going to be a uh, a festive yet very upsetting time. The last time I did Hockey Fights Cancer uh, Night was um, when my dad was in the hospital uh, getting his bone marrow transplant. So, uh, yeah, I was very emotional that night. Um, hopefully the same thing doesn't happen to me on Friday. We talked about uh, uh, this last show, I believe it was. Um, everybody knows somebody who was affected. If it wasn't themselves affected by it it was you know everyone has known somebody that has been affected by cancer so uh it's a it's a nice gesture by the nhl yeah. the blues so because cancer you know until you have it my wife's uh, mother died when my wife was 16 of breast cancer my wife was diagnosed in december of 2014 with breast cancer went through surgery after surgery chemo radiation it affects the whole family it doesn't just affect the cancer a victim which it affects the worst but it's a very uncertain time for a family. So Jeff, I know what you were going through and it's just tough and it's nice to see the NHL step forward and do things that they've been doing to help it and bring some uh, things out so people can give money to some good charities. Yeah, they, they do. The NHL as a whole does a oh, great do. job. With That's one of the things their PR people do a great, great job at. Yep. It's pretty much a month long thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. It, it was all of October, but they moved it for every reason this year to November. Mm -hmm. November. And some of the games are bleeding, as you can see, into December, too. So I, it's it's extending it, which is a good thing. Sure. Um, so I got a new piece of uh, blues memorabilia that I think you guys might like. I was able to get uh, Dan O'Neill's book and got him to sign it for me before they sent it to me. Oh, cool. Very cool. Neat. So I'm, I'm I'm excited about it. I have it in a prominent place so I can look at it from time to time. Very cool. You'll uh, what's the? I mean, I know you guys got me in the memorabilia area, but I'll take what I can get. Well, mine's mine's still on boxes yet. I got to still from moving in. My little uh, Chris Pronger uh, Edmonton Oiler. There you go. Broken stick over someone's uh, shins. Yeah, it it is a broken stick. <laughs> I broke it in my move, but I was not about to throw it away. Oh hell no! Like he's, he's good shanking. without a stick anyway. He's shanking someone. He's shanking somebody. That's right. 
shiving somebody. Yeah. Do you, uh, you guys want to do a little blue social media fails before we hang it up? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we, uh, we found this one at one of our favorite, do we have music? We have music ready for this? No music for this. People can't do music because it's going to, the way it's set up here at CAV that goes with the music. So. Uh, that's a shame. I put that in later in post-production. Post-production. Oh, okay. Which I will now edit this out in post-production. <laughs> um, yeah. Post-production. Blue's Social Media Fails, brought to you by Nobody. So uh, Yes, we need a sponsor for this. Brought to you by the Drop Podcast. There you go, great. <laughs> Their slogan is "Listen to them after Let's Go Blues Radio." <laughs> I was thinking about I was thinking about using that, but <laughs> I think it's already taken. <laughs> hey Lance, I need to get the link to your uh, podcast so I can listen to it. Just go to droppodcast.com and you'll see all our episodes there. Thank you, Lance. While Lance, while you're at it, uh, why don't you go ahead and give me your Twitter as well? Yeah, the Twitter account is at uh, official the drop. I tried to get the drop podcast, and apparently that's too many letters for him. I could get the drop podcast, but I didn't think that would be very good. So, <laughs> good call. It sounds a little French. Are you listening to the drop podcast? Yes, T is silent. So, so Bill, check out P- Poutine Central and Poutineville when you go to Montreal. I I already googled uh, Poutine Central. So great. I I, I think that's uh, that's totally doable. I'm, yep. I just like the name Poutine. Yeah. I do too. Fun to say. I when I was up there the first time I had it, they're they're like, "Hey, uh, you want to go out to Tim's and after Tim's we'll go get some poutine." I said, "You want to go get what? Let's go get poutine." <laughs> and I'm gotta, looking at and this is like a 60 year old guy, and I'm going, um, is, "I don't know what you call it up here." And they're like, "No, no, no, fries and curds, fries and curds." I'm like, "Okay, fries and curds." You got to put an upward inflection on uh, the end of your sentence when you're speaking Canadian. Yeah, right. yeah, you do. Right. Yeah, you do. So, so you want to go out after the game, get some poutine. Let's go out. Let's go out in a bit. We're going to go watch Connor McDavid and then get Connor. poutine. Yeah. Alberta. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I got a Canadian people yelling at me right now. Okay, so our social media fails. Uh, this comes from our favorite place, the Asylum also known as the STL Today Blues Talk Forum, uh, in a post discussing how Wayne Simmons may be on the trading block. Um, the user's name is Army Knows. Uh, he posts, Simmons would be a good ad. If they could take Gunnarsson Schmaltz Biddington, that's about the biggest package I'd be willing to part with. <laughs> <laughs> So wow. Gunnarsson, Schmaltz, and Bennington, for basically seven. the what? Blues crap for, for a elite power forward in the NHL. That's great. Why, why, love it. why not Bennington? Why not Bennington? Why not? <laughs> uh, this is uh, this is clearly an EA Sports uh, NHL. 18 turned off the GM Raider um, uh, feature uh, kind of trade. It reminds me of when, uh, when in, in the old games, like the Sega and Super Nintendo ones, like NHL 95, I just go through to make the trade and then you could overrule it. I yep. feel like this would be yep. like, oh, this guy's a 74, this guy's a 75, this is a 74, I can get an 84 for that. What? Overruled? No, I'm overwriting. C, thank you. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. 
Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Wayne Simmons for a, a bag of crap. That is, I don't. Uh, well, you know, we got Shen for a piece of bag crap. Of crap. <laughs> I mean, you never know. I, I was thinking the exact same thing. But that bag of crap did put an awful good hit on Reeves when Reeves was trying to knock him over. I, you know, I'm not a big Latera fan, but I've got to give the big guy credit. That's one thing he did do. And but they got yeah, it was. Uh, you guys got to look that up if you didn't see it. He just stood tall and put uh, Reeves flat. The look flat on Reeves on the, the look. The look on Reeves' face afterwards was like, "Holy hell, was that Latera?" <laughs> I think I mean Reeves targeted Latera and Latera stood flat, put him flat, and, and not only did he put him flat, he knocked him a good six to eight feet back. Mm-hmm. Agreed, yeah. Lance. Yeah, he he knocked him pretty much back, and he really didn't have to move and knock him to knock him that much further. He just stood his ground and barely pushed, and Reeves went flying back. And if you focus in, in which I've I've downloaded the video and focused in. The look on Reeves' face is like, oh, man, I'm not living this down. Yori Letera just knocked me down. So the, uh, next up for the Blues, uh, are at, they're at home against the Ducks on Wednesday, and then the Kings come to town, like we said, on Friday for the Hockey Fights Cancer Night. Uh, our next show will maybe be uh, December 6th, Wednesday, next week. Um, I know Bill will be in... Montreal. So I'm sorry, I think you meant you meant to say Montreal. Montreal. I'm not Canadian. I'm I'm Midwestern. It's Montreal. It's it's the Les Habitants. Habitants. He's going to Montreal. (laughs) Montreal. The Les Habs. Montreal, Canada. Montreal, Canada. No, no, no. You're you're pronouncing it wrong. It's Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Canada. Whatever. Hey, Bill, you know what you should do for the jersey? If you have an older Blues jersey that you don't care about and a Montreal jersey, do that where they sewed the two together, you know, half and half. No, no. I have have morals. (laughs) (laughs) You're a podcaster. No, you don't. Uh, He's not a fan. (laughs) <laughs> i no. have i have my share of blues jerseys and habs jerseys but i i just couldn't bring myself to do that bill uh, Pond, uh jeff and i may do a show on wednesday we haven't talked about it yet but if we do maybe we'll uh have to talk about bill's trip uh via his tweets and images and whatever hey i who knows? I, I will probably be available to do a show. Uh, if it's Wednesday night, um, I, I can make myself available at least for uh, half an hour. So. Cool. Maybe we'll do that. Well, and, and, you know, if he doesn't have access to the internet, we could always do a, um, a call, too. That's true. I, I think they have the internet in Canada. Do they? I, I think I... so. Um. I don't know. I'm staying at this luxury French hotel called the Marriott Chateau Champlain. There you are. That sounds gay. Chateau Champlain. It's just a Marriott, guys. I've been there. Don't worry oh, about it. Okay. All right. it's, it, I mean, it's not bad, but it's a Marriott. With the with the mixer now, we can just patch in with the phone line. So yeah. Je vois les habitants. You got to say that to people. I'm you know sorry, but it's twenty cents a minute. Uh, yep. All from Canada. 
Yes, uh, so I've got to use the interwebs. And I must warn you, if you get online on your phone, you will be paying a buttload of money. They don't know what unlimited packages are up there. Uh, yeah. I've, I've done this research and I have it in writing from my carrier. I don't have to do anything. Good. Uh, Bill, all that you have to say to people up there is Gem Voyer Les Habitants. Oui. Oui. J'aime voir les habitants. Uh, J'aime les habitants. Uh, J'aime les habitants. Uh, J'aime Poutine. <laughs> <laughs> J'aime Molson. <laughs> Je m'appelle. I was going to. Oh, I was going to use your nickname you didn't like. Have any of you guys ever done the Western Canada swing, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver? Uh, no. I've not. I've done a partial. I wanted I wanted to do it this year, but just the way that came out, I couldn't yeah. with the Vegas trip. But I think next season that I'm going to do that swing. That'd be a good one. I've heard uh, Vancouver is a hell of a place to see a hockey game. It's great, but very expensive, bringing a lot of money. Hmm. Yeah, I've heard uh, best sushi in the world outside of Japan. And I hear that hot everywhere. Oh. I have a Japanese wife, so she might like hearing that. About the pot of the sushi? <laughs> the sushi. <laughs> the sushi pot. <laughs> in the pot, you cook it. Um. Okay. I think uh, I think this wraps it up for our show. We're about two hours now, so we'll call it quits. Um, uh, Lance from the Drop Podcast, thank you for joining us. You want to uh, mention again uh, where people can find your your uh, your gig? Yeah, you can find the Drop, which is brought to you by AlignitMedia.fm. Check out their website; they've got all kind of great uh, podcasts for everybody. Uh, DropPodcast.com and on Twitter at official the Drop. And Guy, if anybody wants to send you money, where would they send it to? Hawaii? <laughs> uh, I live in Honolulu, but uh, my Twitter is at uh, HawaiiBluesFan. Almost to 100 followers, so I'm hoping to get there someday. Hey, Guy, real quick, real quick. Are you anywhere close to yeah. Nanakuli or Waianae? Uh No, I'm actually right outside of Pearl Harbor. Okay, yeah, I know exactly. But I, I do know those there. areas. Yeah, I've, I've, I went there. It's uh, I was told it was kind of the hood of uh, Oahu. Yeah, it is. And it was. Yeah. It was the hood. Um, all their grocery stores have uh, bars on the doors and uh, security guards. And it was very interesting, but it was fun. So. And the houses were built with coconuts? Um, yeah. No. Oh. Close, though. <laughs> Close, though. Uh, okay. No, Lance, I'm, I'm retired Navy. Um, I've been here about 14 years now. Okay, cool. Uh, thanks for joining us, guys. Appreciate it. It was fun. That'll do it for this week's episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Uh, don't forget to check out the uh, Blue Notes Group Bar and Grill in Maryland Heights, Missouri. Uh, so for Bill Day and Jeff Ponder, I'm Kurt Weiss. Uh, that will conclude this week's broadcast of Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. Let's go blues. Let's go blues. Aloha. Alex Steen rules. <laughs> Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. 
Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun. They're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend. 